0: First reading this morning is from Judges chapter 6, reading verses 1 to 15. Again the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza, and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock in their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah, which belonged to to Joash the Abiezrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, "'The Lord is with you, mighty warrior.' "'But sir,' Gideon replied, "'if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? "'Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, "'Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt?' But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But look, the Lord, Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family.
1: second reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 to 10 Paul's vision and his thorn I must go on boasting although there is nothing to be gained I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven whether it was in the body or out of the body I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that. But I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Thanks for his word. Thanks, Rachel and Colin.
2: It's been a tough week to think of something to... To say to you on a a Sunday morning. I thought I could talk about. Why does God let bad things happen to good people? Where is God when we're sad and upset? But one of the things that always impressed me about Cece. About Chris. Was that he did what he could we said before that he, he couldn't really use his right arm much But with his left arm He made cakes He talked to people, not with his arm but, you know, He talked to people, he prayed for people And yeah, he did sometimes get, get down about What had happened and, and Sometimes it, it used to upset him that he couldn't do as much as he would like to but for the most part he didn't focus on what he couldn't do he focused on what he could do he served God in spite of his weaknesses perhaps you might even say because of his weaknesses rather than not serving him because of his weaknesses and so that's what, that's what I wanted to, to just quickly sort of talk about this morning Gideon Quite a long reading and I wanted to get the, the context in there. The the people had been disobeying God and they'd been invaded by another tribe. God had allowed God had allowed something bad to happen to them in order to teach them something. But right at the end of the reading, the people have prayed, they've said, God, we, we you know, we're sorry, we don't want to be rolled over by the Midianites anymore, send us someone to free us. And God sends a prophet, and an, an angel comes and speaks to Gideon and says, You're going to free the people. There's a, a slight comedy moment in there. It's not very often you perhaps associate the Bible with comedy moments, but you've got this, this moment where this angel appears to Gideon, who is threshing his wheat in a wine press. He's hiding in a hole doing his work so that no one can see what he's doing so that they won't come and steal all his grain. And this angel appears and says, Hail, mighty warrior! Hiding down a hole doing your farm work. If I was Gideon, if I was hiding so that someone didn't come and steal all my corn while I threshed it and an angel appeared and said, Hail, mighty warrior! You're off your rocker. Why, are you? Mighty warrior! What are you talking about? And that's basically what Gideon says. I can't save Israel. My clan's the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my family. Full of self-doubt. Scared. Really not sure. And yet, as you read through, Gideon frees the people of Israel from the Midianites. Gideon manages, with God's help, to free. And the story, as the story goes on, Gideon raises this army, and God, several times, says, It's too big. That army's far too big. I want the army to be smaller and smaller. I want the army to be so small that when you win, the only way you can possibly have won is because I was with you. God effectively, deliberately sets about weakening the army time after time to make sure that they know that it's him that's delivered them. In our second reading, Paul was talking about all these amazing things that he'd seen and that he's heard and how easily it would be to boast about them and to talk about how great he was because of things that that he'd heard or he'd seen and how he had to be careful of that how he had to be careful that although he could tell people all the great things he'd seen and heard he had to be careful that they didn't think he was talking about him and then he says that God gives them this thorn in his side to remind them that God's grace is enough that he's his power is made perfect in our weakness. It's good to be inspired by each other. As you look around this morning, you might think, that's not a very inspirational lot. I think that every time I see the band. <laughs> It's good to share stories together. One of the things I like about that bit about Paul is that he's telling a story about someone else, and he's saying I could boast about that, and actually I can boast about that because that's not me. I can tell this story quite happily because I'm talking about someone else. And it's good to tell stories that, of things that we've had. It's been great to tell stories about Chris this week. The circumstances have been terrible but the stories have been fantastic. Our God is a powerful and mighty God and we are anything but. And it's easy for us to make excuses for ourselves and look around and say, well yeah, but you know, my back's a bit sore and my eyes aren't very great and I don't like knocking on people's doors. So I don't really want to do prayers for the community or I don't really want to do Christian aid envelopes or I don't really want to tell people at work that I go to church because they might laugh at me. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Don't focus on what you can't do. Let your imagination go crazy. Imagine what you can do with God. Can we have the picture? The Bible is full of completely inappropriate role models. Jacob was a cheater, Peter had a temper, David had an affair, Noah got drunk, Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossip. Martha was a warrior. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was short. Abraham was old and Lazarus was dead. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. i look at that list and I think, gosh, could tick off an awful lot of them. I'm not going to tell you which ones. And I'm sure a lot of us could identify with a lot of those characters. The thing they all had in common was God and the amazing things that they achieved for God with God through God Chris achieved a lot for God with God and through God and as the weeks go by we'll really notice a lot of the things that Chris did that perhaps we never noticed when he was around And it's only when he's not here to do them that we'll suddenly think it's been a while since we had cakes on a Sunday morning. When was the last time someone organised a film night? Isn't it about time we went bowling and had pizza after? Or just went for a meal? Or anything else involving food? There's definitely a theme there. As we remember Chris Let's be inspired by him. Let's be inspired to do what we can do with God and not focus on what we can't do.